pretty rough on the club for a while. Gonna take at least a one-day breather in that regard to say nothing but glowing things about Rowanzi Contreras. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Braves 2, Pirates 1. Whatever. They can't hit. O'Neill Cruz hit a solo home run. That was a positive uh, for him in particular. You could see it in his reaction. He needed it, and nobody else could do a thing against Atlanta's pitchers. They do that to a lot of teams, in fairness, but the Pirates also can't hit. They don't have a hitting coach, which doesn't assist in the process. Contreras, though, went seven innings. It's the third time since the whole BS of him getting sent down in a blatant service time manipulation move by the Pirates that he's gone six-plus innings, and he's looked pretty solid as opposed to spectacular. And I got to tell you, I'd take the former over the latter at this natal stage of his career in the bigs. Because when you see him come up the way he did earlier this season, and we're all singing about him, and rightly so, the guy was just absolutely killing it in the minors, and he was doing it with electric 100-mile-an-hour stuff and 91-mile-an-hour wipeout sliders and everything else. It's fun to have your own personal Steven Strasburg. And by that, I'm referencing the Strasburg when he first came up in Washington, some of you will recall. It's tantalizing, but at the same time, it doesn't mean he can pitch. It doesn't mean he can get people out consistently. He can make 30 to 32 starts and get the job done. Be a horse, basically. What we've seen since he's come back from Indy has been uh, more of a mix, a pitch mix. Yeah, he's still going about half four-seamers with his repertoire, but at the same time, he's really leaning on the slider as he'd acknowledge after that game last night. And that's that's where you want him to be. If he becomes a, a fastball slider guy, working the two-seamer into the mix, uh, getting the change up the curve as he needs it, that's a pitcher. That's an actual pitcher. And that's somebody you can bank on for years to come. Here's what Derek Shelton had to say about that afterward. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things as we continue to to learn and grow, like, you know, we need him to pitch well, and he needs to pitch well, you know, for his confidence. And I think tonight what we build off of is that he pitched really well. And, you know, he can't, he, he can't uh, you know, affect the other side of the ball. And we got pitched to tonight, and, you know, we didn't have a lot of opportunities. And, and so he just has to go out and handle his business. And if he goes out and goes, you know, seven innings and two runs a lot of the time, we're going to be in a really good spot to win games. Oh, yeah, they need him all right. Be very, very sure that they need him. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of... Steak on a stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. 
The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. In seeking out signs of progress before this summer, going back to Bradenton, at the top of my list was that the Pirates would come up with some semblance of a rotation that they could begin to count on in years to come. The player that I had atop that list in terms of being a swing vote really was Mitch Keller. Well, Mitch has done the job. Mitch has found a way to be, here it comes again, a pitcher as opposed to a thrower. Sure, Mitch was doing the same thing in Bradenton. He was firing 100 miles an hour. Remember all the fuss over that? Whoa, it was great. It was fun. It really looked cool. It didn't work once he got into the regular season. He still needed to use other pitches to get people out. And to his inestimable credit, he did that. He made adjustments. He created for himself a sinker, a slider, became very effective at those things. JT Brubaker has done kind of the same thing. Brubaker has found different pitch mixes more than he has different pitches. He's learned how to work in sequences to make sure that guys aren't hitting 5 million home runs off of him. The funny thing about Brubaker last year was if he didn't give up the home runs, he was just fine. Well, that's like saying if I didn't get into a car accident, it would have been an awesome drive. Ruanzi's in a little different category here because he's so young, still 22 years old, and he did, for all intents and purposes, come up for the first time. He did, of course, make the asterisk cameo at the end of last season. And there's been a growth process to it. I will stubbornly maintain that it didn't have to occur with that weird send back of Contreras to Indianapolis. I understand and actually legitimately respect what Ben Charrington said when he referred to wanting to manage Contreras's innings. And then once they sent him down that they wanted to build him up, they didn't need to build him up over a month. And they know that. What really happened, just so I can get this out of my system again, was that the Pirates wanted to make up for the fact that Contreras was called up earlier in the season. Do you remember that? In a bullpen role? Because of a need in that regard, the fact that they didn't want to mess with their 40-man roster at the time. And they needed to compensate for that in a different way. So they found a way to come up with this cockamamie story and sold it to the kid, although he didn't buy it. As was easy to tell when we spoke with him when he came back up last Friday and he made some kind of remark through interpreter Mike Gonzalez to the effect of, you don't always have to understand what it is that happens to you. You just have to pitch through it. Well, guess what? He has pitched through it. That is to his credit. He didn't let the Pirates get to him. He didn't let it affect him. He just kept pitching and he's become a better pitcher along the way. I am going to give that credit 100% to Contreras. When we come back, J1Q.
from Michael, who asks, what specifically should be the focus of the upcoming offseason for the Pirates? Acquisitions, strategic direction changes, etc. Michael, if I were running the franchise, <laughs> if I were Bob Dotting, the first thing I would do is sell. I, mean, I just had to throw that in there. Uh, if I were running the franchise from the baseball operations standpoint, the first thing that I would do is fire Andy Haynes, just like the Brewers did at the end of the 2021 season, even though Milwaukee had finished in first place and made it to the playoffs. The next thing I would do is I would gather all of the relevant baseball people in the organization. Heck, I'd invite Nutting and Travis Williams into this discussion and let everybody know via fire slash brimstone that 2023 will represent a season of real, palpable, visible progress and that it was going to happen at some expense. The fact that the Pirates are kind of stuck in a certain spot because they haven't done with their minor league system what they'd hoped to is an oh well at this point. It's time to start adding players onto Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, Jack Sawinski, if they can remember where they stored him. And Rwanzi and Mitch Keller and J.T. Brubaker and David Bednar. And at this point, you know what? It's year four. I don't care about the Altoona Express. I don't care what's still lingering in Indianapolis. At this point, you've got to put a respectable product on the field. You just do. You just do. Because if you don't, you're going to, and stop me if you've heard this one from me before, Lose the faith not only of people on the outside, which we've seen happen over the course of this summer in Pittsburgh, but you're going to lose the people on the inside. That's the part that Charrington's going to have a really hard time coming to grips with because his focus is always on process, process, process. Well, at some point, process has to produce results. And even the most devoted, loyal workers that you have under you are going to start wondering what the heck's going on when there aren't results. And they're going to start fearing for their jobs. I've seen how this goes now through three different administrations. It gets bad. It gets ugly. It gets to the point where a Charrington feels compelled to come out and spend an awful lot of time with reporters as he did this past weekend, trying to explain himself, trying to explain what's going on, trying to convince everybody that this is actually headed somewhere, that it's not just aimless. I'm not really answering your question here, am I? I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. It's, it's explaining the inexplicable, or at least trying to. This team needs to show progress. At this point, in year four, I don't care in what form it comes. I don't care what has to happen to create it. They couldn't afford a year three of another hundred loss pace. They just couldn't. 
I don't know that even they anticipated that it would go like this. They sure didn't anticipate the regression in the minor league system. They sure didn't anticipate Henry Davis, a 1-1, meaning a number one overall pick, dropping to number 84 on Baseball America's Top 100 list. But that's it. That's it. I'm sorry. You had three years to trade away everybody, Joe Musgrove, Josh Bell, the whole list. And all you've come away with among your top 100 prospects, meaning in all of baseball, is four guys. Only one of them in the top 50, and he was just the draft pick at number four overall, Termar Johnson. This is lousy. This is a deep disappointment. And I don't care how they fix it. I really don't. I wouldn't care how I fixed it. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 